0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to CoCast, creating future together podcasts, and today it's going to be with Jennifer and Hussein. Welcome.
1: I'm so happy to have Hussein, who's a change maker with me. Hussein is a lecturer at the TU Delft. He's also the founder of Netherlands Makes Impact, which is a platform for change makers, and he's also a fellow One Young World ambassador. Welcome, Hussein, Great to have you on Thank the show.
0: You. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
1: So before we dive into all the different topics we wanted to discuss, ranging from civic engagement to online education, I was curious. How are you doing? And what's on your mind? What's worrying you? What's giving you hope in these times?
0: Um, I'm, to be honest, and I'm going to be very frank with you, I'm doing pretty well these days, basically. Um, It is, um, I like the outside world. But sometimes, or maybe most of the time, I like the inside world even more. Um, so this whole situation, which is very bizarre, of course, is not affecting me as negatively as other people. So um, if you want to make me happy or whatever, just tell me, like, hey, this is a great movie. Go watch it. Or this is a great book. Go read it. Uh, this is a nice to- topic to study. Go study it, etc. cetera. So um, personally, I'm doing very good. I'm very fine, um, and the thing is that is giving me a lot of hope and positivity these days. Next to like, you know, it's, doing my own things is, I see that solidarity is really growing uh, among people, among our communities, and within our country. Um, and if we talk specifically about the Netherlands, I see a lot of initiatives start and grow and 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 and, and become very active in in like the areas they are operating in. Um, so uh, so I think, yeah, in general, I think overall, I'm very positive um, these days.
1: I was very inspired by that because, you know, you are obviously like, you're my friend. So I knew that you were planning this huge, huge conference in the Netherlands, Nederland Macht Impact. Mm. You basically, last time I spoke to you in January, you told me how you had quit your job in order to follow your passion and build this huge Platform and conference. So, you know, when I learned that events are being canceled, you were one of the first people who came to my mind because I was like, what's gonna, what is who's gonna do about it? You basically put your job to build this conference and now it gets canceled because it was supposed to happen end of March, if I'm not mistaken. And yet you managed to be so positive. This is very inspiring already because, you know, we hear a lot how. COVID has changed our lives and has changed the plans of people and for you, you know, like how big was the conference? Tell us a little bit about that and how it was for you to learn when it was cancelled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so basically one step, in order to understand it a bit better, one step back is that Netherlands Makes Impact or Netherlands Makes Impact is basically a movement which um, invites young people, young duchies, I call them, between the age of 18 and 30s from the Netherlands, from the whole Netherlands, to gather uh, and talk with leaders of the country about impact, positive change. How can we improve and create a better Netherlands, but at the same time, also a better world. Um, so basically what Netherlands makes impact is about, is it's, it's, it's um, a track of six months in which uh, this track consists of two parts and the first part is this big conference which you just mentioned and the second part is an academy which takes five months now this academy is uh is well existing because of the fact that we see a lot of young people um, and even you also see this among older people um that a lot of Individuals, they have inspiring stories, inspiring ideas, motivated to do stuff, but they lack the, let's say, um, the the skills, the network, um, um, the resources to really uh, create an impact on their own. So uh, what we try to do within this academy is within these five months, we try to um, um give them the needed skills experience uh, uh, resources in order to do and create impact on their own now before this happens there's a big conference in which 500 young duchies gather with uh plus minus approximately uh, 40 leaders out of the whole country and um you can think about like for instance the ex-prime minister would be present we had we have uh, a couple of um Let's say celebrities CEOs of different companies like Philips and other big ones um, and during this conference uh, what happens it takes two three days and what happens is that you have conversations you have discussions you have um, panel uh, 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 moments you have workshops Uh, which are thematic or are general as in like you know how do you build up your cv your linkedin but also thematically in the sense of like okay how can we make the new hamburgers using insects or how can we trace um human trafficking so these are skills that you really then uh, learn within the four like major uh, topics which is education sustainability uh, health and uh, peace and justice now, how was it? How far were we? So, as you said, like the conference would happen uh, during the last weekend of March. And two weeks before the weekend, um, we got the news from the prime minister in the Netherlands that every event should be canceled until Wow. Per- and two How weeks before. let us the show. No, no, no. So, so exactly. That's what, what I'm trying to say now is at least if you organize something well, uh, you would hope that a month or like three weeks before the event, is everything, like most of the things is already done and settled and, 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 and organized well. And luckily, I have an amazing team of like 10, 10 people around me who um, who helped me, who, uh, who worked with me together to really create and build this. So when the news came, it was a bit devastating um, because we were ready, that's it. We were ready, yeah. we were just counting the minutes and the seconds to just really kick off this whole big thing. Um, we had participants from the whole country, we had 40 speakers. We had the venues is rented and, and, you know, catering and everything, everything was done. And then we had to suddenly shut everything down. Right. And for us as a team, of course, that's a big, um, let's say it's a clap or a hit in the face uh, of like, you know, stop it. Uh, you can't continue any any further. Um, but what is even more interesting and even also a bit more sad is that um, our participants what we focused on is basically every level of society and we gave a chance and we sponsored a lot of these youth and and, and young duchies to participate in this conference among them a high percentage of, of of these participants have never experienced a conference or an event or a gathering like this they never had a chance to talk leaders so once we put out the message like hey the event is cancelled till further notice we start receiving emails from participants how much it has affected them as in like Mm. uh, one of them once said like hey this was the first time i was accepted the first time that i'm getting a chance to to be part of something bigger and it's taken away from me so that was a moment which which hits hard like harder and deeper than than i think the team so uh so what we saw is like um we see these young people who like you know getting these amazing chances but it's taken away from them and um yeah that was a bit painful and therefore we focused very hard like very quickly to really uh, try to give hope back to them by saying, okay, guys, we know it's canceled for now, but we promise you there will be a second event or a second moment in which this will happen and you will still be part of it. So this is something that was really appreciated among our followers. Um, So, yeah.
1: So you're basically saying, you know, because, yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking, it's always, you know, a matter of framing. Instead of saying canceled, it's postponed, but it's gonna happen and then yeah. um, you'll come back Definitely. better and greater yeah.
0: than even before yeah. was and sure that, that's know. i'm sorry to interrupt you also at the same time you know yes it is postponed yes unfortunately but um at least how i am is like okay instead of you know sit down sob cry or whatever try to make use of the situation like okay we just i don't know let's call it we got like 10 more months extra what can we do what yes. can we do in these ten months to create something even bigger or more effective or more productive, etc.?
1: So <laughs> the next is already uh, the next date is already there. It's gonna happen twenty yeah. first uh, of November. or When was 20 it?
0: Twenty until the twenty second of November. of November. Yeah. Great.
1: Right. Everyone who's listening and who speaks Dutch and based in the Netherlands, you should come. That's the event yeah. B. Fingers crossed that by then we can have big gatherings again. Exactly. But yeah, then just you know. Before we wrap up this topic, I'm just curious, in moments like this, you know, you're a great leader, but how do you navigate, you know, a moment of disappointment and frustration like this, like with the entire team, because you mm-hmm. guys worked so hard on this for more than a year, I believe. Yeah. How do you navigate a situation like this as a leader when your team is devastated? Yeah. Any learnings on that?
0: yeah 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 no no definitely um what i have learned during the last year is that leadership is equal to flexibility so if you're not flexible um i'm not sure whether you can like you know handle leadership positions like you need to be able to adapt to be flexible to to really like you know um um, uh, receive punches um so so this is the first thing as an individual as as let's say a leader you have to be able to be flexible and at the same time you need to be able to um um show to your team that it's not really affecting you so so much Mm -hmm. sure yes you're devastated take a moment for yourself have a reflection moment think calm down and continue and and that continuation towards your team, towards like even outside of your team, because we have partners, we have people who collaborate with us, we have people invited, we have speakers, et cetera. We have to show also leadership, Not I have like to show leadership not only towards my team, but also towards the outside world, like yeah. show them like, hey, we're still firm, we're still strong. Like, sure, this is, I don't know, um, uh, a moment of you know reflection, but we're gonna continue. And the way you continue is not by blaming, that's one thing, you're not gonna blame like, hey, this is his fault or hers fault or whatever. It's, I don't know, you know, some people even say it's China's fault. This is crazy. Like um, the only thing that you can do is like, okay, fine. We're now in this situation, what's the way forward? And uh, the the way we dealt with it uh, as a team is like, There was a moment in which I allowed the whole team to just spout whatever they want to say. Whether it's a good word, a bad word, just bring it on. Let all your frustration go. And then, once everything is like, has left the body, then we can continue rationally, but also emotionally, et cetera, to build on and continue for the uh, near future, hopefully, or uh, whatsoever. So, so, so what we did is actually indeed um, have a moment of reflection, have a moment of like emotional, um, you know, um, let it go. Talk about it, share whatever you want to share. And, uh, and then, okay, what's now the next step? How can we make sure? Because if we are standing for Netherlands makes impact and emphasize, emphasize the words makes impact, and we want to make impact. So we have to keep on going. Yeah, We have to keep on making impact. Because impact is not only when things are going smooth and well. And then you're making. No, no, no. Impact is always impact. And whether it's a good condition, bad condition, situation or whatever. Keep on going.
1: That's exactly the right mindset to have. I feel like in, given the direction our world is heading right now. I think, yes, you're right. We need to adapt and show great leadership like you did. So thank you for that. Just curious on that topic, because you're so optimistic and forward-looking and like basically having this amazing growth mindset. What gives you the motivation and optimism just in general? Do you have any practices or any sets of like, I don't know, mindset beliefs or like what helps you to stay positive so much?
0: Um. That's a tough question. Sometimes I would think it's somehow intrinsically, I don't know, embedded in me. Um, uh, But what I always try to do, for instance, um, um, having stage fear. If you want to, like, you know, there are a lot of people who are afraid to speak publicly. Public speaking is one.
1: According to research, people are more afraid uh, to speak in public than to die. Just a- okay
0: i didn't know this It's very yeah, interesting I read
1: a paper.
0: <laughs> yeah very interesting good to know this um but uh, at least sometimes i like like i also give like public speaking courses i help uh, people to, to speak publicly etc um one thing one important thing which i always try to convey and 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 and, and pass on to other people who try to speak publicly is um you're standing there for instance let's say and you're surrounded by 500 or thousand people are you the first who's gonna talk public publicly ever in history are you the last one are you the first who's gonna make a mistake or not of course not so once you realize like hey i'm a human being if i make a mistake it's gonna be fine if i do well well great amazing um but this is, this is at least what I tell myself always like, hey, I don't, I don't need to be ashamed of anything. Um, uh, if I make a mistake, so be it. It's not going to be something bad. Um, so, so So what I at least try to realize is like, hey, I'm like everyone else. So why should I then be, I don't know, negative or whatever? Just do your thing. Do the thing that you believe in. And, and continue with that. And I think that's what gives you positivity and passion as well. Like once you believe in that thing, what you're doing, and if you really want to do it as well, it can be very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But in order to uh, go, go from one mountain tip to a higher one, you always have to go through a valley. Always. And this valley is a challenge, but always rewarding. And so that's how I try to keep myself positive. Like, hey, whatever it is, I'm a hum- human being. And uh, I won't be the only one who will make mistakes. Um, and I, at least, I try to be open to it, to learn from these mistakes and continue with it. With it. So, um, So yeah, that's how yeah, I think. Thank you uh, for sharing your advice. Yeah, I
1: think yeah. that's wonderful. Given that you're a lecturer, at yeah. KU Delft, which is also a very um, world-famous technical university. I'm curious, what's your perspective now on online learning, online teaching? Mm-hmm. because if I understand correctly now, um, since the beginning of this year, you are teaching. Did yeah. you have the chance to t- teach in person or was it already shifted online?
0: Yeah, no, I started um, in March uh at the university and uh so i walked around there for like one one and a half week and then everything wow. everything shut down so uh, i didn't have a chance to like actually stand before a class etc um so we switched over like immediately to online classes and online um, exams and an online uh, environment and and this is actually one of the sectors that, like, had to continue. The whole education system had to continue. Yes, okay, you cannot go to school, you cannot go to university, whatever. But still, teacher had to continue giving lectures, had to continue give exams, etc. So um, the big challenge was here. The first challenge is what you notice is that over the whole country, those schools, those universities, etc., that were not ready for the transition to the digital environment um, experienced quite some issues and uh, experienced some delays, uh, don't know how to deal with stuff um, and, and, and currently I think the biggest challenge still is exams and uh, I cannot speak for high school and preschool, I can only speak for the universities um, and, or at least my university um, and as you said, I have a technical university, which is like a lot of, you know, formulas, equations, etc. And that's not easy. It's not a multiple choice question. Uh, you cannot just write uh, a text, uh, a paragraph or whatever, and this is the answer to, an, to a question. No, no, no. It needs to be like calculations and stuff. So, so in order to do that, you could, for instance, say, okay, here's your exam. Write it down on paper, take a picture or scan it, and then send it as PDF back however this is very 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 um like very risky to fraud like you can take a picture send it to your colleague or, or your co-student or you could actually open a second laptop you could i don't know, have a conversation
1: I love about trust why not trusting students? You know. No, we do. We, a yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. No. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, the thing is, um, we trust. There's no issue in trust. But the problem is, you cannot, as an institution, you cannot. Um, how do you say? Defend uh, the notion of like, hey, there's no risk of fraud. Uh, this
1: okay, is the problem. Institutional level. Yeah.
0: Yes, you cannot defend it, and and why is this a problem? Because if you cannot defend it, then the diplomas and certificates will might be be invalid, mm. and then you have different issues. So it's not it has nothing to do with trust. It has to do how can you make sure that the exams are of an adequate level. In order to issue diplomas, in order to issue certificates and stuff, um, and this is the problem that we are having nowadays. And so it's not, it's not, it's not issue things because, yeah, no, it's not an issue thing, um, uh, and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's challenging and it's challenging. And you have also, you know, you have all these um, different methods. There's, uh, there is one in which, like for instance, you have an exam. You turn on your camera. This camera is recording you during the whole exam. The, the, the program is also recording your computer screen. You need to download an app so that your phone is locked, your computer is locked. What? This They use this already in the US, this method. Really? Apparently it works. However, okay, great, amazing, etc. However, then the problem here in the Netherlands comes, privacy issues. You yeah. cannot use this method because you're recording someone, you're recording the screen, you're recording the phone, etc. So, and then you have other, you know, governmental issues here, in the, in, or law issues, but you cannot use certain methods in order to execute uh, such exams, etc. Interesting.
1: So, well, this situation is really like, you know, making us deal with things we might have never deal before with especially for universities in the education sector interesting yeah 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 yeah. you know we always love to end this show on a positive note and i'm just curious like what's giving you hope then right now or what's giving you like you know the sense of optimism for the future after corona
0: yeah um let me then first start with um a more neutral note is Will we learn something from this? Yes or no, I have no idea to be honest. Um, uh, um, And what is there to learn? So I think um, pandemic wise, I'm not sure if we would learn anything on an individual level because the way we were living before was pretty fine. Nothing was wrong until somewhere in the world something happens, a pandemic starts, etc. and it spreads. So we were, you know, shaking hands, hugging, whatever, it was fine. And now they're talking about, you know, this one and a half meter society in which like everybody's gonna like stay on a distance forever somehow. So I'm not sure like on an individual wise, if we will learn anything or if we will change our behavior uh, due to a pandemic what i do see and i and i mentioned this before is the solidarity that i yeah. saw like during this this period which is a very amazing and beautiful thing um however it only rises somehow during moments of crisis
1: mm-hmm.
0: so why not continue with this um so that's one thing uh, second thing is um and I'm not uh, um, I'm not an expert on the ec- economy, etc. Uh, but I I would say like, hey, we could start think about start thinking about new ways of a, like, you know, economic models like, hey, what if this happens again? Then what? Uh, you know, other people were already saying the uh, basing the universal basic income. That yeah. would have been the solution to this whole pandemic so um so economically i think there were there will be a a, some kind of shift and and maybe um and then on a more personal level and social level i think what i think and hope is that people will start to value the social contacts they have and i think sometimes we would take things for granted before the situation and now since we're all like kind of forced to stay inside and keep distance yes we might be calling etc however this is still very different than in comparison to real real physical gatherings etc so um so i think um, people might start learning from that change that hey the social interaction that we have with human beings our uh, our uh, human beings around us is very important and amazing and 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 it's something that we should uh value all the time um so that's the the social level and the last thing i would say is that um we are now in a bizarre moment uh however i remember there is a very interesting quote which says something in in this in this way it says you are what you read you are which like the movies you watch, you are what you write, you are what the listen, the music you listen to. So I would say, so it, it's all about personal identity. So I would say, use this moment to focus on your personal identity. Why not go read more books? You didn't have time maybe before, but now you don't need to travel anymore or less, you know, staying in traffic, etc. So that's like what, one or two hours extra per day. Yes, there are families who have kids at home, which is tough. I totally agree with that. And and, and I wish them the best uh, luck with, with, with that. Um, but still, you have quite some time to focus on, you know, your personal identity, who you are, what you want to do in your life, um, uh, create stronger bonds with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, with your family, friends, etc. So I would say, sure, it's bizarre. But still at the same time, it is also good and positive. You have extra time somehow.
1: Use it wisely. That's a very yeah. great point to yeah. make. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences, thoughts, and also yeah, inspiring life advice. Was great to talk to you, Hus, and thank you. I hope everyone who listened enjoyed. Take thank care you. and stay yes. safe.
0: Yes, you too, Jen. We need you.